Yo, what's up, Cluck listeners? Ted Cluck here, chiming in to tell you about a brand new product from our brand new line of Cluck Podcast swag. These are Cluck Podcast specialty socks. Own a piece of your favorite podcast. These high-performance athletic socks are perfect for football, boxing, any other athletic endeavor, or just relaxed podcast listening. These socks work as hard as the farm kid, Josh Loftus, yet are as soft and cuddly as Ted Cluck himself. These are just the beginning of the Cluck product line, boxing gloves, cleats, and apparel forthcoming. Check out the link in the show notes for Cluck Podcast Specialty Socks. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus Talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do Ted, good morning, my friend. It is good to see you as always. Good to see you as well, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. looking looking good there in the studio. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate Until it. Until your camera cuts out, you know. So we'll uh, uh it's we'll, gonna well, it's gonna happen, you know, if we get over that if we get over that like forty two minute mark, dude, that's yeah. when my camera's just like, you know what, you're on your own. That's actually a good kind of barometer for us, you know. So we, we should probably be closing around forty-two minutes. So you know, your That's camera's right. just doing the doing the work for us. It it is. It's basically a studio. It's basically that guy that when when yeah. you're preaching, right, he gets up and leaves. Oh man, that's basically the camera. Is that a real thing? That's wild. It must I mean, be. I mean, it is. Heard, oh, it, oh, it hundred percent is. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thankfully, it's not in my church. Yeah. Um. But yes, absolutely. I've been in those churches where, you know. Th- like this guy knows the Seahawks are on at 110. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh and you are going long. I'm not going to make it. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. prioritize kickoff instead yeah, of here in the, the last, you know. God forbid. Don't want to don't want to miss a second of another Geno Smith start, you know. Oh, but would uh, not want that, man. Yeah. It's just riveting. It is yeah. riveting. <laughs> it is riveting. <laughs> I do love that football's back though. I'm not going to lie. I bet um, you do, man. I'm super yeah. fired up about it. Yeah, getting back into the swing of things. I love the preseason. Right? I love the the exhibition games. They're they're great fun for me. So okay, um, all right, yeah, yeah, it's good. All stuff. right, you doing any uh, you doing any 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 fantasy football this year? You know, interestingly, I I, I do hate fantasy football. So let's start there. But okay. I I get roped That's into surprising it. Surprising to me. Yeah, it's. It's an exercise in like a lot of luck, a lot of randomness, and I just don't like losing. I'm a sore loser. So like, mm. even when I know it's ridiculous and there's nothing on the line and it's stupid, I still get mad when I lose, which is a ah. real character failing of mine. But um, <laughs> I, I got asked to be, this is funny, there are like 10 or 12 kind of power brokers at my university, you know, so guys okay. who are in like primarily administration, but like kind of big positions of leadership, including like... Presidents, VPs, you know. Uh, okay. Be- okay. And they asked me to be in a fantasy league with them this year. So I was kind of oh, like, man. I was running it through that grid of 
this would probably be good for me in a work context, or at least bad for me to say no to. And I like, I do like these guys. So yeah, um, yeah so yeah. I'm gonna do and, it. And you know that off chance you win, the pot's probably higher than a normal league. Well, we are Baptists, so there's no there. Let's, let's oh, get the gambling talk out of your mouth, yeah. Bob. You know, allegedly. <laughs> if we do that, we need to hide it and be super sneaky and secret about it. So, That's uh, the Baptist yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. I didn't, dude. But yeah, uh, but but kind of. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's so funny. What? I, I've got, I've got, for some reason, I don't know why, but in the circles that I run in, I have a lot of friends in the Lutheran denomination. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I, I couldn't explain why. I just do. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but it just did. Um, the Lutheran denomination is classically kind of known for their very conservative leanings. Yeah, kind of stayed right? upper Midwesterners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like 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 we don't smoke, we don't drink, we don't chew, we don't we don't roll with those who do. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Every Lutheran that I know smokes like a freaking freight train and <laughs> brews and brews their own beer yeah dude <laughs> brewing brewing the own beer that that has made its way through the denominational rounds for the last 15 years that was yes kinda, that was kind of big and reformed them circa like a decade ago and yeah you, know, you could swing a cat in any direction and hit some like 33 year old dude who was brewing brewing, beer, brewing in his beer yeah it's so funny it dude. is funny the way it's those so things funny. come and go you know they, they kind of trend yeah but, yeah, or stay, or stay. You know, yeah, you know depending stay. on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I... At, at the risk of like over analyzing it, I mean, I, yeah. I think people enjoy having a creative outlet, and you know, Lutherans. Oh yeah, alike, for sure. You know, and sure, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Lutherans are no different. Lutherans right. are like you and me. They're just Lutherans like you and me, Josh. Brewing beer for Lutherans is like podcasting for you and me. That's right. Yeah. That's basically what it is. We are basically brewing a podcast here, Ted. You know what? They put their schlumpy khakis on one leg at a time, just like we do. <laughs> just like we do, man. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that ill-fitting threaded belt. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever noticed so, that like there in churches, there seems to be like... A correlation between, and this is this is perception, right? The yes, less fashionable or less kind of interesting looking a person is, the more you imply spirituality onto that person. You're like, man, that <laughs> like, person's really dumpy. It looks like they slept in their outfit. They must be really spiritual, you know? Like, <laughs> I think because we still subconsciously equate like like being poor with being somehow spiritually like spiritually. Uh, uh, yeah. um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, when advanced you're, or whatever advanced yeah yeah, yeah 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 thank you elevated yeah superior that's the word i was looking yeah. for yeah i don't know i don't know what it is yeah 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 but but i definitely because of the you know grew up homeschooled oh, yeah. all that stuff i definitely had those ill-fitting ill-fitting khakis sure you did man that was a, you know, that was a staple part them. of the wardrobe yeah you and have then you have khakis. you have like the striped cotton uh, polo that yep. you then tuck in. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's that's the look, man. That's a big part of the uniform, dude. That's the uniform yeah, right there. Yeah. That's the uniform. Well, speaking of speaking of uniforms, speaking of schools, speaking yeah. of getting back in the swing of things, I had a question for you, Ted. I wanted to go. know. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to know because something that's very unique. Uh, to academia mm -hmm. um, that really isn't paralleled in any other job field unless it's like 
deep sea fishing or like Alaskan crabbing. Or if you're like a uh, professional football coach or whatever, anything that's seasonal. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Pretty much right. anything that's seasonal is that you have months in between having to be proficient at your job. Yeah. Now, if you're someone like me, mm-hmm. proficiency comes with repetition. Yeah. That's that's just how it works with my head. Right? Yeah, sure. Um, and I want to know, like, for you... After you have gone through like a, a a season's worth of academia, teaching, lecturing, you know, yeah. all of, you know, just just being in the thick of it, yeah, and then you have this like three month window where it's like, all right, yeah, you don't, you know, you're not expected to teach, you're not yeah. expected to lecture, yeah, and then boom, school starts right back in, yeah. How 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 do you handle that? Uh, just in terms of like knowing that you might have like some rust to knock off, yeah. The, you know, you know, no, you know, how do you handle that? Just, just your personality, because mm-hmm. that to me sounds really, really foreign. Yeah, and it, something it, very specific. It is foreign for most people, and I'll, I'll begin by saying I'm very grateful for it. You know, and I and I didn't always handle it the best in the sense that, for whatever reason, nature nurture. I was born with like a a pretty heaping amount of shame and kind of Puritan work ethic where I felt like whatever downtime I got, I had to earn it. So Mm. like the idea of a couple, two to three months of kind of yawning expanses of time to fill, I would just fill those traditionally with more work so that I could feel good about myself. And what happened in those years was I would start the school year not very rested, right? And what I've learned, Josh, in like eight years of being a professor full time here at Union, um, when you're on, you're really on, dude. Like, and if you're any good mm. at it, right? And, and and part of the yeah. small Christian college business model working is that everybody who's decent at their job ends, ends up doing one and a half to two people's worth of job, you know. And oh, sure. You know, sure. if you if you're good at it, they keep loading you up with more to do, and and it's it's kind of how the model works. So. During the school year, like when I'm on, dude, I am really on. And it's a lot of work and a lot of phone calls and texts and questions to answer and meetings and informal meetings and discipleship and mm-hmm. just the joy of teaching and performance, which I really do enjoy. I I, I do love the classroom. I, I do really love and enjoy the students. So there's a lot about it that's energizing when I think about it. But um, yeah, the summer has kind of become this nice exercise and I get to speak a couple of times each summer it seems like so I get to do some speaking gigs and prepare for those and I get to sort of be creatively bored again which allows me to come up with new ideas at a kind of greater clip right so it's kind of fun I think for the creative person to sort of see where your mind goes and then act accordingly so I've, I've started a couple of new projects this summer that I'm really excited about you know, knocked out some more columns. It's been, it's been good creatively because the the way academia works, again, if you're halfway decent at it, and then there are people that are no good at who take advantage of it and just do the bare minimum. But if you're, if you're good at it, you're too busy really to be creative in Mm. the, in the fall and spring, which is fine. I've just kind of made my peace with it. And uh, it's the, it's the nature of the beast. But in general, I'm looking forward to going back. I had an interesting conversation with my son, Maxim a couple of days ago who who to be to be fair and honest doesn't really love school like school is not a passion of his and um you know he's really though thrived at work this summer and he's done a great job at work he's working the grounds crew at union and he was basically like do I have to go back to school 
And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, why? And I'm like, well, you know, I didn't really have a good answer for him. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I guess because you're you're supposed to, you know, he'll be a junior in high school. And of course, I sure it matters to me that he that he finishes and stuff. But like, I didn't I didn't really have a great answer for him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of a lot of families that I grew up, you know, when when they saw that their kid had that propensity to working Mm -hmm. with their hands, they're like, well, let's just let's just GED you out. Yeah. And then you you make a career out of working. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's Mazzy's route, but but I, 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 I totally get his yeah i totally get his leaning because well, and i got I, it too. like yeah like i felt that too yeah sure you know sure and and you know i think the i think the generation i grew up in it was very much like everybody go to college like shoehorn yep. your kid yep. into college and we'll make it yep. work and that was very much the attitude and that and that's starting to change it is much to the chagrin of like people in my business you know sure i mean we sure. Business was better when we sort of presupposed that everybody was supposed to go to college. But, um, but you know, I, I guess the argument for college and the argument for more education is, and I see the, I see the, the kind of pendulum swinging the other way in the homeschool community where it's like, ah, college schmollage, you know, mm-hmm. just learn to roof a house or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> sure, that might be fine for a decade, but what if you get tired of roofing houses, you know? Yeah, um, sure. And, I, and sure. I think once your knees go out, well, I know. think ostensibly what college gives you is just hopefully some options. You know, if sure. you get a degree and you learn, sure. especially a degree in a program where you learn to actually do things, you know, right. which which right. to me is That's college working well, <laughs> then maybe you have some more options for yourself in life. And um, you know, I I am very grateful for the job. I'm grateful for the chance to teach. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a good summer of kind of you know, the, the right kind of boredom and creativity and, um, you know, but it's time. I, I always get to August and I always think, yeah, it's time, you know, mm-hmm. time to get back in there and, and do what we do. So it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice having a job that once you like get to the point to where you, you know, it's about time to start, like you yeah. have that spark of excitement. Well, and I hope I always have yeah. that, you know, yeah. and I, I yeah. really do hope and pray that I always have that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's that's interesting, man. Yeah, I think I think I I've always thought I would love to be a professor. Like I yeah. love teaching. I love working with I love working with kids. You know, something something that I something that was always attractive about college is that you by by and large, obviously you have your exceptions, but yeah. you're teaching kids that want to be there. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, in and, most and cases, that, and, and, mm-hmm. and that are like that are paying money, or that you know, and probably more than likely, their parents are paying money. Sure. Um, for them, for them to be in the classroom, but you get a lot of that excitement. You know, they're yeah. learning new things. You know, they're yeah. trying to see how does this class fit into my degree and the field that I want to go into, and especially yeah. in a in a avenue like 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 you teach. Yeah. Where it is like it is full bore creative thinking yeah yeah which just sounds so much fun it is it is you get to see you get to see those wheels start turning yeah it it really is fun and it's joyful to see them take to it and kind of figure out who they're going to be and and learn their way into some style as writers and um you know i I think if anything it's too fun the way the way that we do it in my program because (laughs) invariably i run into them their first year or two out of college and they're working some boring you know, kind yeah. of job, even <laughs> yeah. in writing where it's like, Oh, sure. I'm, I'm writing, you know, copy for a sheet metal company or whatever. And, and yeah. you know, the, the joy of kind of creative freedom is gone. But, uh, but, but the idea is they'll, 
they'll get good enough to where they can start calling some shots and get get some of that creative freedom back. You know, yeah. in, their, in their careers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, no, I love it. Yeah, I love great, it. That's man. awesome. Yeah. Well, Ted, we're gonna hop into a listener question here, man. We're about halfway right. through, and uh-huh. I think we should take take a, take as much time as we want on this one. This yeah. one's interesting. This one this one's a little bit more on the serious end, but okay. I but but I, but I feel like I feel like we're kind of thoughtful today. Yeah, I think so which, too. Which 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 I think I think this might be a good day to pose this. Yeah. Um, this one comes from listener uh, Melissa Pippin. All right. All right, and she wants to know this. She wants to know. She wants us to talk about because we often we often rail against the fake version of this a lot on the okay. podcast. She would like to hear us talk about our thoughts on what real masculinity is mm. and when does masculinity actually turn toxic. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, I thought that was a really fascinating topic because we hear the term toxic masculinity all the time, yeah. and it, it just kind of has turned into a meme at this point. Right. You know, but is there a time, would you say, where someone's masculinity is actually toxic? And let's 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 throw it on the other end, too, because let's be fair and impartial. Yeah. What is, is toxic femininity a real, uh, you know, a, a something? Well, oh, it's, first of all, great question, Melissa Pippen. And I'll, I'll start, I guess, by saying a couple of things. One. Yeah. I'm really too old to use the word toxic. I would never use the word <laughs> yeah, toxic. Let's, I'm not, let's start there. It's not Unless really... he is looking at a barrel of waste. Well, right. In my Chernobyl. generation, toxic was like <laughs> the thing that was spewing out of that plant where Homer Simpson worked, you know, and it was like green and, you know, glowing or whatever. So, like, I love that that's where you start. Toxic. First had, off. Yeah. First off, I don't use the word toxic. First off, I'm not... <laughs> But I was going to say, Gen Z. Yeah. for the purposes of this discussion, I will use yes. the word toxic because she did. Uh, and I, I guess, Josh, and maybe this, this answer could either be really cowardly or really wise. And maybe it's equal parts both. Okay. All right. All right. Often, I, they, look as, often they look alike. <laughs> when I allow my sin nature to win, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I'm yeah. a, a man or a woman, I become toxic, right? Yeah, so, yeah for can, sure. Case in point, the like conscience driven thing that we were talking about off the air right before we got on the air. Sure. Like when, when I allow that kind of cynicism or whatever to win in my heart, often like toxic behavior follows. Even if it's just mm-hmm. me making a comment that I feel kind of bad about later, or I send you the text and go, hey, edit that out or whatever. Right. Um, you know, and I, I think whether you're a man or a woman, that can that can really manifest. Now, I understand more about men because I am a, ma- a man, you know, right. and I've, I've raised right. two young men. I've, I've got one who just turned 21 and one who's 17. And, you know, by God's grace, they both love the Lord. And, and I, I, I do want them to be manly, but I don't want them to feel like manliness is a set of activities they have to embrace to impress right. their dad, right? Right. So right. I, I think... And I haven't done great at this, all the all the caveats. But I, you know, confessing sin, really being repentant is manly. Whether mm-hmm. you like football or you like theater, it doesn't matter. You know, those mm-hmm. those things are manly to me. Saying I'm sorry, being able to extend grace when you've been sinned against is manly because it implies mm-hmm. risk. Uh, I think that's inherently manly. Again, yep. whether you shoot guns or chop trees or you know. Sit, Sing songs like those. Those things are all manly. So, 
I don't know. It just so happens that at a young age, and I want to hear you on this because I think it was yeah. more nature than nurture for me. My heart was drawn to like, I loved football and I loved the physicality of it and the risk of it and the camaraderie of it. And I, and I love boxing really for the same reasons. And those mm-hmm. would, those would scan as like traditionally manly activities, but, but by the same token, I have friends who are hunters who love to like shoot a deer and then uh, process it. That's not me, dude. I'm, sure. and I, I have nothing sure. against it, but I'm, I'm just not that guy. I've never yeah. loved fishing. So there, there's a whole kind of like, swath of manliness quote unquote that I've never really resonated to and I and and my kids have their own interests you know and some of them overlap with mine and some of them don't Mm -hmm. and that's fine you know and I've I've never wanted to like fall into distilling manliness down to a kind of a set of activities and even cigar smoking which is a thing that I enjoy like I don't I don't uh it doesn't imply anything to me, you know, it's right. just kind of a thing that, that I do. And I, and I suppose, and I'm rambling here. I really, you, I need you to bring this back on the rails, but I, but I think as far as toxicity goes, and again, that's not a word I use. Um, yeah. If I see in my sons a certain amount of bitterness or cynicism or unwillingness to forgive or unwillingness to repent, like to me, that's, toxic but we could also just call it sin you know well and and that's that that was the first point that i wanted to make is is we live in a culture right now that does everything that it can to label sin something else that's a great point dude Um, yeah well said by you so so whether whether we're talking about toxic toxic masculinity yeah or rampant feminism, yeah. or you know, all, you know, all of the labels that we want to throw at it. Here's the thing: look, femininity, femininity, and masculinity are things that are inherent to people that 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 manif- that that show the way that God designed them. Yeah. Masculinity is a God designed thing. Sure. Femininity is a God designed thing. So when when we start calling masculinity toxic, yeah, we're not going deep enough. Well, we're, yeah. we're staying surface level because here's the thing. Everything that you are going to call toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right, has a has a different word that scripture gives it. Yeah. And it's called sin. It's yeah. called pride. It's called anger. It's called sure. uh, it's called being impatient. Right. Yeah. Right. So I am much more interested in not let's not throw like we started throwing masculinity under under the bus when yeah, we started it, using this term because it's not a clear enough term. Let's and it's become very, it, yeah, become very mainstream to do that, you know, it is. And oh, even, yeah, even kind of for more sure centrist leaning guys in our tribe are, are very like quick to impugn. They love calling out toxic masculinity. They love calling out toxic masculinity and, and kind of right. very much positioning themselves as, well, I'm different. I'm one of the good ones because I don't, you know, uh, chew glass or, or, you know, uh, hunt or, or whatever. And yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's way more complex than that. And here, here's a question for you, Josh. And I was kind of having this conversation with a colleague of mine and she made the good point that 20 years or so ago, we started platforming leadership and the whole idea mm-hmm. of leadership became really sexy, you know, be a leader, you're a leader, lead, 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 you know, and, all these little kind of leadership academies popped up for, you know, kids who 
want to do a year between high school and college or whatever. And it all presupposes that everybody's a leader. It presupposes that everybody wants to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And it kind of presupposes that like power equals leadership. So you yeah. have all these people, a lot of them dudes, grasping at power way more than they should and kind of equating having power with being a leader. And I think the whole leadership cottage industry has probably resulted in some sin in this area. Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it has blatantly resulted in a bunch of men being pastors that shouldn't be. Yeah, I guess. I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, 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 if I'm going to bring it into a into a field that that mm. I understand, like I'm, yeah. in the, I'm in the I'm in the Pacific Northwest, yeah, right. I'm in the Seattle area. Right. We are still feeling the effects of Mars Hill and Mark Driscoll. Mm. Like, like there are like I, I know I know we joke about it a lot, and I know mm. in all in all of the podcasts that you and I are on, we joke about it. Sure, but real talk, yeah, that messed a lot of people up. Yeah. And it messed a lot of non-believers up. Mm-hmm. And it is a result of this, exactly what you're talking about, this power and this leadership as being the end-all, be-all of what it means of of what it means maybe to be a man or maybe mm-hmm. to be a leader is how many followers do you have? Sure. Right? How wide how wide is your influence? Yeah. And 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 we're giving like when we do that, we're giving the reins to people that don't know how to drive yeah. or, or or that God hasn't designed to drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're telling them, like, you need to be this thing. So they're either going to stress themselves out and just wreck their lives and their families trying to achieve that thing, or mm-hmm. they're going to achieve it very quickly, burn out and, and, and bring everyone else down around them. Those are really yeah. the only two options. Yeah. No, that's, that's true, and that's good. I, I think part of what's hard about this and part of what's hard about Melissa's question is that culturally the phrase toxic masculinity has kind of stood in for anything that I disagree with that a man does. Yes, you know, correct. So it's like correct. it's this huge moving target of there are probably X number of behaviors that actually are toxic, and we would agree on all those. And then there's like a gray area of like maybe things we had, we would disagree on. And then there's a whole area of just a man did this and I didn't like it. Ergo, exactly. it's toxic yeah. masculinity. And I, and I think that's the part that has everybody kind of feeling so confused and discouraged. So I, I guess what, what I would want aspirationally for my boys is they grow up and become leaders hopefully, or maybe not. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not presupposing that they are leaders, Mm-hmm. But if they're ever in a position where they're leading people, I would hope that people see them working very hard and being sacrificial and being willing to take the blame when something is their fault and right. being willing to like and being quick and be, being joyful to like make much of others, you know, and mm-hmm. th- this is mm-hmm. Romans 12, right? Like I'm quick to praise my my brother who has gifts that I don't have, you know, right. and I, I want to be quick to do that. And that that would be what I would hope they would be like as men who just leading a family, you know, as husbands and as fathers, Lord willing, someday I would, I would hope they would be like that. But I think Josh, and I do want to hear you on this. I think we live in a society where maybe just having doctrinal distinctives and saying, you know, I adhere to a traditional biblical like view of sexuality for example sure you 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 run the risk of being labeled as 
you know, a, a, a toxic man. And I guess at that point, I shrug my shoulders and I go, okay, you know, yeah. I, I well, can yeah. live with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, like, like we have to, we have to, we have to live in those two things, right? Mm-hmm. Is like one, masculinity is not toxic, just like yeah. femininity is not toxic. What sure. is, if we're going to use the term, what is toxic is sin. That's right. Right, and that's the only thing that that creates uh, that 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 creates a masculine person right. uh, that 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 you know kind of manifests themselves in bad ways. It's sin. So sure. let's, let's 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 call let's it what it actually term. is. Let's call yeah. it what it is. Right. That's 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 half the battle. Like when I'm counseling somebody, is trying to get to the root and get them to see. Like 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 I said at the beginning, this culture wants to call sin anything else. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, correct. You know, like let's call it toxic masculinity because that takes the eyes off the ball. Yeah. Now all yeah. of a sudden my inherent masculinity that was designed in me by God, that's the problem. Yeah. Instead of the sin that I'm choosing not to confront. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. but but to your other point, Ted, you're exactly right. We live in a culture today that is moving further and further away from the word of God. Yeah. And as we as men and women stand on the word of God as mm-hmm. our only and final authority, or excuse me, as our final authority, yeah. right? We're going to be called those things. And yeah. like, they can call me toxic. They can call me a bigot. They can call me, you know, whatever they want to throw at me. Yeah. And as long as my behavior is in line with the word of God, I'm shrugging my shoulders and I'm saying, sure. Like, if you want to call me a toxic, if you want to call me a toxic man, yeah. then for me mansplaining as to why you shouldn't kill your baby. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Then yeah. sure. Yes. I guess I'm very toxic in your eyes. I you know. know. Um, but look, I mean, the light of scripture is always going to be toxic to darkness. Yeah. And you scripture is pretty clear on that. Uh, absolutely. And, it is. And so yeah. <laughs> let me get your advice on this. And, and this is something I think I've done as a parent and maybe I've done it to too severe of a degree. I don't know. I, I feel like I've been clear with my boys that like the world is not going to love us, right? Mm, and sure. we, we don't try to be abrasive. We don't try to be confrontational at every turn. I mean, as much as it depends on us, we try to live at peace with others, you know? And mm-hmm. and yet, you know, the, the I think there was a sense growing up in the 80s where, I don't know, Reagan was in office and there was a sense that America was basically Christian, which I mean, yeah, it wasn't, sure. you know, no. but, but it never has been. <laughs> yeah, there was this sense in the 80s where like you could be a Christian and sort of still be kind of beloved by the world. And like, yeah, yeah, my, my kids grew up with no such preconceived notions, partly right. because I, I taught them that, but also because the world just teaches them that. And I, and I just mm-hmm. think, you know, more and more. And I, I don't want to build into them like a martyr complex. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you're you're looking to be kind of the victim around every corner but but yeah in a very real way what we believe is foolishness to the world it always has been um and there have been periods of relative calm where we've probably been able to fool ourselves into thinking that we could be okay with the world and and the the older i get josh the more i realize i really grew up in one of those periods you know Mm. the the 80s and 90s were like the outlier and not the norm you know um and that that's kind of been I don't want to use the word hard. That would over-dramatize it. But it's kind of been an interesting thing to get my head around lately, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I can I definitely understand that, yeah, because I was definitely not raised with that. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's an interesting dynamic 
as to how it kind of makes you respond to a culture that is now where we're at. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I think I think older, older, older folks I think look, like every generation has the things that they struggle with, right? Yeah. And every generation has the things that are that are, you know, a little easier than the generation yeah. before them, right? Yeah. I think older folks, this is this is something where it does perhaps they have more of a struggle is because they do remember those times. Sure. When Christianity was socially accepted. Yeah. Right? Whereas my generation you know, I've never been in a culture where Christianity was socially accepted. Yeah, like that's right. I've always been the weird guy. I've o- yeah. or you know, and, and increasingly worse. Right. So you yeah. have, I think, two generations that are having to deal with the culture that they're living in differently. Yeah. Right. And it makes and and that's why we have to have patience and grace with one another. It's because yeah. we do. You know, I do have you know folks in my church. Yeah. Who who remember the ways that it that it used to be we used to be able to pray in school and have mm-hmm. you know you know all these things right and here i am i'm like you know that's i i don't understand that world so yeah. i don't have that same level of like longing and and frustration that you do in in that area right yeah yeah um, and and i think some of that kind of comes into play here a little bit too and that like i've i've always been right like i've i i haven't known a culture yeah really where my masculinity wasn't quote-unquote toxic yeah, that's fascinating. But, you know, See, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's the difference. But I'll say another thing that runs yeah. the risk of being unpopular. And I, I again, I, I value your opinion as a counselor and a man of the cloth on this stuff. So I do think there are some traditionally, quote unquote, masculine things. And again, I'm thinking this through through the lens of raising boys. Mm-hmm. That are helpful. I mean, I think... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Having a job where you work really hard and get tired and maybe get yelled at by your boss or (laughs) playing a sport where you learn how to suffer and you learn how to sacrifice for people and for your teammates. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I sound like I'm a thousand years old and this is probably massively toxic, but I think that stuff is kind of valuable, you know, because... no, I, I I don't disagree, man. Life... Life as anybody, but especially as a man, I think when you're working, like suffering is just a part of it, right? We work Mm -hmm. in this fallen world and it's all in Genesis 3 and we're going to suffer. So like learn to do it well, you know, and and learn. I think learning how to do it is kind of part and parcel with coming up as a boy. And so... You know, the the era that I came up in, it was mostly public school and you were playing sports and you were having Mm -hmm. to be a freshman going against a senior and you were just getting, you know, pounded. And, you know, you could either keep going or quit. Those were the options. And and like if you kept going, then you you something changed in you and you you gained confidence from it. Right. Yeah. And you learned a little bit how to suffer so that it would be a little bit easier when you got older. And um, I I don't know. And I have a lot of sympathy for parents, right? And I have a lot of sympathy for Christian parents circa right now, which I feel like I'm I'm kind of on the back nine of it with my guys being 21 and 17, respectfully. Sure, sure. But the propensity to want to bubble wrap and protect is real. And I get it because it's crazy Mm -hmm. out there. And it's gradations yeah. crazier out there today than it was when, when my guys were little and going to you know grade school, you know, right. and and right. they went to public school when they were young, and and yeah. you know we were in a nice little town and it and it kind of worked out, but like it's different now. 
And so yeah. I understand the desire to want to bubble wrap them, but I also think there's something really good about they should experience some failure, Josh. Oh, and yeah. I, I think huge. what we're what we're seeing at my university is a maybe a generation of students who haven't been allowed to fail, and yeah. so it's devastating for them. And their their egos are really big, but it's kind of a false inflation, you yeah. know. And um, so that's just yeah. stuff that that we have to navigate. Yeah, um, kind of yeah. on the well, back I end. Mean, Ted, I can I can completely assess to that. Like I'm still benefiting from the mental lessons that I learned in the wrestling room. Sure. You know, because I remember being a freshman and winning one match the entire year. Yeah, I remember right, being man. a sophomore and winning, you know, three matches the entire year. That hurts. And then junior, senior, it gets better. But I remember my coach, dude, and he wasn't even a believer, but I love this man. Mm-hmm. He's the one that taught me. He's like, your body's always going to tell you no. Yeah. He says, but your mind can tell you one more match. Yeah. And doggone it, dude. Like, I can't tell you how many times in life. Yeah. Like in ministry. Yeah. I have mentally told myself one more match. Yeah, I know. One more match. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and 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 it works, right? It does. And 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 what's 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 interesting about this whole this whole like masculinity talk, right? Is that one? I 100 percent agree with you. We we need to encourage masculine activities, mm-hmm. and there are culturally things that have been deemed masculine masculine activities. Yeah, you know, high contact sports, things that mm-hmm. you know usually require a little bit more risk and things like yeah. that. Encourage your boys to do that. It's good yeah. for them, right? Yeah. It's good to get banged up on the football field. Yeah. it's good to learn how to fail. Yeah, right? it's, and like you said, it's good to learn how to work hard, right? But yeah. when we get down, when we get down to the to the core of who we are, the emotions, right? Things mm-hmm. like courage, things mm-hmm. like self-sacrifice, things mm-hmm. like patience, mm-hmm. right? Things like 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 being being protective, right? Yeah. All of these things, what I think what it's is beneficial for us to understand is that this is not something that's specific to masculine men. That's it just right. looks different. That's right. Yeah. Right? Right? Like women are called to be courageous just like men are. It just looks different. Yeah. And it manifests itself differently. Yeah. Right? Right? Like women are called to be patient, just like men are. Right? Sure. Women are called to 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 to, to be protective, just like yeah. men are. Yeah. It just it looks different, and and I think I think we 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 have a problem, I think, with a pendulum swing. Yeah. In trying to trying to preserve you know our sense of masculinity, and we fall into the trap of making what at the core of masculinity is we make it about activities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and. Instead of instead of inherent inherent value. Well, we we make law, right? And it's there so it we it's so law. sort of like the yeah, human heart to do this. And <laughs> I was having this conversation with a family who they're kind of mid uh, mid ringer going through the like hyper legalistic yet hyper reformed kind of church gauntlet. And mm, you know yeah. we've we've both been there in our lives, and oh yeah, you know yeah. for me it was know it well <laughs> fifteen years ago. So by God's grace, it's it's kind of far in the rear view. But but yeah, it is kind of deeply ironic that people who are so sort of ride or die with the idea of grace can be so doggone legalistic and perfectionistic. You know right. where it's like if you're raising boys, they need to do this, and their hair needs to be this long, and they need to <laughs> you know. And, and the fact yeah. of the matter yeah. is, and. Uh, part part of what's cool about being a little older is like I've seen a lot of boys in my church grow up, you know, and mm, yeah. there there were seasons of life where all of their parents were worried about them for one reason or another, and right. you know th- there are a lot of them who have come through it and are great young men now, and you know they they may 
dress differently than each other or, or whatever, or have different interests. But, you know, there's quality there and there's quality that you would want. And there's depth with the Lord that you want. And man, that's a beautiful thing, whether your kid works on cars or, or you know, is an actor or whatever your kid does, you know, and I, I, I really, and boy, I, I almost screwed this up. You know, I was almost so dedicated to the idea of my kid being a great football player that I, that I screwed up the relationship and, and God Mm. sort of put that in front of me early enough that I could repent of it and fight it and, and try to change. And, you know, by God's grace, I'm, great friends with my son, best friends with my son. Yeah. And, and yet, you know, those, those, um, impulses were inside me to want to mm. like shape him in my image. And that would have been disastrous, you know, it just, sure, sure. You know, it would have been a stupid thing to break fellowship over, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so absolutely. glad I get to share a bond with him. That's based on more than just, we like the same stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, dude, like, at the end of the day, like, we can, you know, just like culture does, we can make law and put so much emphasis on what a guy looks like, what a guy does for work, whether or not, you know, he's over six feet or, you know, has a, you know, has a, has a size 12 shoe, right? But, and and this is going to sound really cliche and probably like 90s, 90s youth group. Yeah. But one of the most masculine things that you can do today mm-hmm. is be a man that loves Jesus and leads his, and, and leads himself and his family by the authority of scripture. Dude, a hundred percent. And that is a great word. And there's nothing, there's like nothing cheesy about that. Like that's the meaning of life, you know? And, yeah. um, and if I had a daughter, I, I want her to follow hard after Christ too. You yep, know, absolutely. And I, I want yeah. her to, and that's the thing. There's nothing yeah. more beautifully feminine than that's that it. either. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> like right. It, it is our standard. It's what we do, and it manifests itself, and it looks different because God made us different, and that's something that we should. That's something we should celebrate. Yeah, and stop using the inherent, you know, way that God made us as as a weapon to put somebody down. Well, and what's so broken about today is that even as we say these things. And I, even as I 1000% believe them to be true, mm-hmm. there's a small part of me that goes, this is going to sound insane to somebody, you know? Oh yeah. Like oh, this, oh, 100% it will. This yeah. sounds, yeah, just culturally so uh, antithetical to what, to what pop culture would have us believe about men and women. But uh, yeah. it's yeah. good to talk about it and it's good to encourage each other in it. And I hope yeah. it encourages Melissa. Like, I, th- I think what's interesting about that question is I would want to ask her, like, where she was coming from on it, you know, and, oh, sure, and sure. what what yeah. kind of her experience with it was, um, yeah. because I don't know as you as you said so well. I mean, there are toxic quote unquote sinful leaders out there, and, and well, of I hate there are. I hate yeah. when I hear those stories, and I don't want to be one of them, you know. Right. And I right I know that I could be, and yeah. um yeah. and every. Every year going into the school year, just to bring it back around to that, and then we can close because we're getting to the forty-two minute. Your camera is going to give my out camera. Mark. My camera is huffing and puffing. It's right wheezing, now. Thinking, dude. Yeah, it's literally smoking. Your yeah. camera just like took a hit of that inhaler, and it's, yeah, it's, it's like, trying. bro, like um, you better wrap this up. <laughs> man, I pray because I'm fearful. You know, like mm-hmm. leading students, leading people is scary. And yeah, 
Yeah. I just pray that the Lord would allow me to do it well and wisely yeah. and with grace and, and, you know, humbly and, yeah. um, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I think good pastors pray the same things. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and look, dude, he promises to, he will, yeah, yeah. he will. Right? right. Right. The only thing that gets in the way of that is us. I know. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and sometimes we are, we are, I mean, always, not even sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. but look, Jesus's grace the grace that Christ has for us is bigger than any sin we commit. Yeah. All right. So, so Amen. yeah, we're going to fail, but man, like that, that, that pillow of grace is just so much bigger. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, even in my masculinity, when my masculinity turns toxic, which yeah. just means that I'm sinning, yeah. <laughs> uh, the grace of Christ is there to bring me back on track. And Amen, you know, brother. that, that's a, that's a, that's a good place to end the app right there. Yeah. 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 Um, if, <laughs> if anybody wants to be quote unquote toxically masculine, we are going to have go. a line of boxing gloves out soon. Yeah, so. baby, there it is. <laughs> Little I transition. Love um, I love it. So if you want to, if you want to put on the equipment that men use to like beat each other around a boxing beat each ring, other up, which, which is I really a very masculine doing. thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, I, dude, I it is it. it is so, so toxic. We'll have we'll have opportunities to do that. Like things are moving. <laughs> Things are moving, like, but this company is in yeah. Dubai, and and we're just yeah. moving a little slower on, you know, sure. getting, getting stuff to press. Uh, but it is coming, and we do have a plan in place, and we're gonna have a couple of months of, of Green Hill Boxing being the presenting sponsor of the show, and having some gloves for people to look at and hopefully buy. So that's, that's coming down legit. the pike. Socks are still available. Oh, yeah. um, get your get your sock orders in. The link. It's the most recent link I sent to you. Uh, yep. that's the one to drop yep. in the show notes. It's in the it's and, in uh, the uh yep, it's in the yeah. show notes. People yep. can very, get there. very it, they they have been proven to increase masculinity and feminine and femininity levels yeah. by at least seventy three percent. They really are remarkable that way, aren't they? They you they know? are, dude. They these are, are these are. are special socks, man. Tremendous in that in that regard. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They're like compression socks just for your masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> that could that could be taken in a weird way, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, it that's really fair. could. We're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna follow that train any farther though. It's not though. We're, we're, yeah. we're just gonna because I don't want to have to edit stuff. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I want an easy job. I, we, we, we've been good this up. <laughs> we have been good this up. Yeah. <laughs> I should right. stop talking. We should. We should. Hey, we're turning toxic, Ted. Yeah, you know, we, we, we We don't want to be toxic. Exactly. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what you can do? You can follow us on all the socials. We are on all of them. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and now X. No longer wow. Twitter. We're yeah. on X. That's I right. Heard there's, there's been quite an uproar about that. Oh, dude. You want to talk about toxic mas- masculinity? Mm, My gosh. Oh, yeah. dude. Yes. I, lo- I love... Can we can we just do a couple minutes on this? Okay. About X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you my camera is not going to make it, Yeah, no. I'll still be here. I love yeah. how people are sort of defending the sanctity of, like, old Twitter. Like, <laughs> oh, I just can't believe, you know, like... It's been a bulwark. It's been a yeah. bastion. This thing that... <laughs> This thing that's been largely garbage for that 11 years. That everyone has hated. And it, that everyone's hated, and it's only been around for, oh, all it's, sun, it's, all it's an sun. outrage. How dare... You have torn down our towers. Yeah, how dare Elon change this thing that we all hated and complained about all the I know. time. It's just funny. Dude, I was, you know. I was saying the exact same thing. I don't know who I was talking to. It might have been Lauren. Yeah. Uh, but dude, he was saying, yeah, the exact same thing. It's like, it's like everyone, everyone rails against this thing, right? Until yeah. you take it away from them. And then they're like, how dare dare you oh, what no. is wrong with you it's really funny and really sad oh it's uh, extreme it's so dude it's such a but it's 
it's such a picture as to like where we are at right now. Yeah. Like our culture is just and now again, this okay, like like you want to talk about toxic masculinity, that's cuz some of it's going to come out right now. Yeah. We are such like freaking babies, dude. <laughs> we are so emotionally unstable. Yeah. We have so many things that we hold like like we're little we're little hoarders and like if yeah. somebody takes away takes away our toy truck, you know, mm-hmm. you took away my toy Twitter, yeah. all right? I'm going to sit here now and I'm going to cry and I'm going to scream mm-hmm. until you give it back to me. Right. You know what You're I'm right. saying? Yeah. It's just I think there's a lot of truth just, to that. Oh my goodness, dude. Like It's weird. The amount of yeah. people that get emotionally wrecked over yeah. the smallest thing yeah. will never cease to amaze me. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that's a that's a real dynamic that exists. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I love I love how how you 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 let me fly that plane. I did, and, dude. And I, and I looked behind me, you parachuted out like <laughs> like <laughs> 10 yards back. Well, you're like, yeah, you know, Josh, that is a point. That is that a is, point. That is those a are point, words Josh. that you just those said. Are, those are words that you said. Wouldn't, Josh. wouldn't you say though? <laughs> I mean, back to this whole back to this whole idea of raising boys, yeah. raising raising young men. Part of what's manly in a good way is dealing with disappointment in a certain way. You oh, know? sure. And yeah, you know, yeah. you you teach hopefully your boys, your kids to grieve well and yeah, not be. Total babies and well, whiners well, and, about and, things, you know. and and learn how to control your emotions, right? Right, right. right. Because I, I think culture culture tries to tell us that like women are the emotional ones and men are mm-hmm. these like these bulwark blocks. That's not true. No, your emotion, not your emotions. No, yeah, <laughs> your emotions just come out differently. Yeah, that's and it right. looks differently, right? So men will deal emotionally with disappointment and things like that sure. very differently. And I think it is a masculine thing to know how to control that. Yeah, right? I agree. And and it's just it's just a Christian thing, Ted, I agree. at the end of the day. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like hundred percent. All these labels. Like it's it's yeah. it's Christian or it's non Christian, right? I'm, yeah. I'm much more interested in having real like yes. like biblical labels for things. Yeah. And not allowing kind of culture to define how how I'm supposed to talk about things. Yeah. Ultimately you know I want saying? my life to be Christian. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. Right. And that's if you good. do that, you will be masculine. Yeah. If you're a man and you will be feminine if you're a woman and like live Correct. your life according to the authority of scripture at the Amen. end of the day, <laughs> that's Amen. what you got to do. That's good. Okay. Well, we're both back in the plane. I swooped down. <laughs> I picked you up uh, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to uh, not be toxic and we're going to, yes. we're going to end this up. All right. There you go. So, Hey, uh, Melissa, we hope that we answered that for you. We hope that it, it uh, actually, you know, provided some good thoughts. Let us know. Listeners, let us know. Let us know if you think Ted and I are toxic. No, don't right? let us know yeah, that, yeah. Judas. Well, I don't want to know. I mean, let, I mean, yeah. we'll, let Josh know. Let yeah. me know. <laughs> let me know. I've already had those those kinds of messages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck later.